Welcome to the Man Space Podcast, a show about being a dude and what it's like to be a dude in a relationship or being in a relationship with a dude and how to be a better dude. On each episode of the Man Space Podcast, we cover topics affecting men and their relationships. Things like communicating with your spouse or partner, sex, anxiety, depression, and what those things look like specifically for dudes and how to work through them with integrity and purpose. We're experts in the field of personal growth and communication. We work through some of this crap ourselves and help others do the same. We're your hosts, Drs. Matt Brown and Rob Porter. Welcome to episode one of the Man Space Podcast. This is take 347. You have not heard the other 346, but this is the golden one that will make it. Uh, I'm Rob Porter, and I am a therapist, um, a marriage and family therapist. I work a lot with men and couples and individuals and families, really, so I guess everybody. Um, and today we're uh, the three of us that we got myself here and uh, Matt Brown and Mike Porter, my brother. And we're going to talk a little bit about who we are just briefly and then talk about what we're doing on this podcast and what we hope to do and introduce some ideas and concepts and even introduce some future podcast ideas uh, as fodder for the fire. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and explain who you are. You already did. You stole my thunder. (laughs) But... Well, but talk about your yeah, accolades. <laughs> uh, this is why we have so many takes. <laughs> Dang it. So I'm Matt Brown. I could basically just copy and paste everything Rob said, but yeah. I've got a full head of hair. Oh, oh. Matt is, it's for those you can't see, Matt's very tall, dark, and handsome. And he's always telling me stories about how he turns over a seat and there's like a phone number with a heart on it. <laughs> And his wife was at dinner with him. I got <laughs> That's never happened to me. That's cool. We'll add that to my, my resume. To your Vita? Yeah. So, so I'll kick it over to Mike then for his intro that too was stolen. Yeah, I feel like Rob pretty much summed it up. I'm Rob's brother. <laughs> uh, uh, I am also a therapist after many years of teaching, uh, which means I work a lot with kids. Womp womp. Yeah. Mike works with the ones that I don't want to see. <laughs> oh. oh. We'll edit that out. Those are the <laughs> So we thought about this obviously for many, many, many months. Um but if you could have been with us for that ride, you would have heard a lot of good conversations. because um, that's kind of the point of this podcast is to talk about things that us men probably should be talking to each other about but we don't so um some of the some of the stories i guess that came up as we were talking about this are some situations we've been in where uh topics have come up and and the conversation doesn't really go anywhere it's a bunch of guys talking and then we all kind of realize maybe in one-on-ones with each other oh yeah i was thinking that too but i didn't say anything because it was a bunch of dudes so hopefully we'll I guess through our conversations with each other and then conversations with other guys, um, shed some light on some conversations that aren't being had, but we're all, we're all thinking about them. We're just not talking to anybody about it. And, uh, it's a lot cooler when we're talking to each other. Yeah. Don't one feels so weird. <laughs> well, and one thing uh, that I've, um, the, the man space was a little more of Matt's brainchild and, and then he kind of brought the rest of us in, but, 
as we've talked about it, he, he highlighted a lot of things that I thought, I thought oh, yeah, I, I guess I kind of struggle with that conversation. Or, yeah, I haven't thought about those things about myself. Like recognizing who I am as a person and being able to be cool with it and what it means to be a man for me. And, and <clears throat> like he's saying, there's lots of, we've kind of brainstormed some ideas about what it means to be um, a man or just kind of like what this experience is of what men, the conversations men are having. And most of the things that I've come up with, I thought, oh, those are things I've thought about that come up for me as they come up for clients. And so I can identify with a lot of men. And a lot of men in my office will feel like, in fact, I've had experiences where, you know, I've said to the wife, I think your husband feels like this, this, and this. And she goes, no, I think he feels like this. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's what he said. What Rob said. <laughs> and usually that's when I'm like, touchdown! So the hope is that, you know, if, if you're listening to this, that you can kind of identify. And because we're all therapists, we know what we're talking about. But hopefully also um, we're dudes that you would want to hang out with. Because I think most of us are pretty lonely. <laughs> <laughs> excuse, no, that... excuse Rob there. He's a little bit clown. <laughs> I, I do remember actually when, like you were saying, this was, this was my idea. Yeah! But, um, but I was talking to you about it, you know, like, hey, check out my idea. And I kind of was like secretly hoping you'd want to do it too. And you were maybe secretly hoping I would invite you. We're driving to get barbecue. And yeah, I remember that. I was like, hey, man, you want to want to do this with me? And you're like, yeah! <laughs> and that's where it was born. On the way to, we'll put a little plug in for Cat's Barbecue in Santa Fe, Texas. Yeah, maybe they'll give us some free barbecue next yeah. time. <laughs> It was, it was actually kind of funny, that conversation, my voice just cracked, I'm hitting puberty. But it was, because it, it, it felt to me like one of those times where it's like, well, I don't know how to acknowledge out loud that maybe I want to do this with you. Like, so it felt like <laughs> one of us had to take a step forward first and be like, you, you want to dance with me? <laughs> so we've been dancing awkwardly for 346 conversations. <laughs> and you're conversations. privileged enough to hear the 347. One, we'll, one day we'll make like a B-Sides album and it'll be all the... The podcast that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that may be better than the ones that come after. I don't like the way you're implying that this one sucks. Well, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) So, um, I I don't know if there's some things you want to share specifically around that, but maybe we could just start jumping into some of these topics that we have of conversations, at least the beginning of which we feel like these are conversations that at least we've wanted to have, have, wanted to have, I can't speak, or our clients have brought up. Um, and things that we've seen, I, like patterns that I've seen. So this one of the first ones I'm thinking about that comes up and is a pattern that I've seen a lot that I've kind of um, worked with couples on and, and men, even helping men understand themselves a little bit more. I think there, I once, have, well, this isn't once actually, this happened many times that I've had clients who have said um, it's a biological need for men to have sex. And they get upset at me when I explain to them, no, it's not. You can go your whole life and never have sex and you'll still be alive, which means it's not a biological need. And um, I argued about this one time. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Matt's in the biological need category. Well, I was going to say, we, I don't know that my, my ideas were fully fleshed out. No pun intended. Hey-oh! So, but, and that's, that'll be something we dig into more when we get into this topic because it, it, it can be debated in different ways. But one of the things that I talked about, I get a lot of wives who get frustrated at their husbands feeling like he's a sex machine. He only ever wants to have sex. And one of the things we talk about is that actually a lot of men don't know how to approach their wife and say, hey, I want to feel connected to you because that feels 
for some men we've we've talked about as clients we've had where it almost feels physically or does feel physically uncomfortable to them to say I want to feel close. So the way they do it is, um, you know, they say directly, hey, do you want to have sex? Or they'll do like a reach around or whatever it is to try to initiate sex as a way of saying, I just want to feel close. And I've had a lot of men who said, yeah, I don't know that I was particularly horny. I just wanted to like, it's what makes me feel a little bit closer. But they don't seem to recognize it until I can pull it out and say, I don't think your husband is just trying to get in your pants. I think he's actually trying to find a way to say, can I feel close to you? And this is a way that is accepted for men to feel close. And so that's something that, that for me, I think I want to kind of even just explore more to understand more different perspectives of different men and different therapists to find out what they're thinking. Um, but I want to open that one up a little bit and see where that goes. Well, and I'd add to that too. There's also like a, if, if my wife or partner doesn't want me sexually, like I'm undesirable. I'm yeah. not good enough. I'm yeah. And then what's my so it's an affirmation of I'm yeah. good enough for you. I'm good enough for you. Whereas maybe throughout the day I felt like I failed you in every other area. This but makes me feel like me. I'm good enough for you. Yeah. Well, and how often is the joke that you know we we married up? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm right. all, we're reinforced over and over again that we're not good enough for our wives. Yeah. And then you know, getting yeah. the hand smack after the reach around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard it just to kind feel, of reinforces that idea. It's hard yeah. to not feel like you married up when I'm eating chips off my chest that fell onto my shirt and my wife looks like a million bucks. You know, it's like, hey, thanks, babe, for marrying me. <laughs> but who would survive poverty better? <laughs> Rob with chips on his chest. All right, so that's one topic. And then, um, Matt, I'll let you kind of bring this one up because I wrote some notes on it, but I don't think I got quite the picture you were getting at. Um, the idea of shame that you were talking about with emotions and and. You can explain more of that, but yeah. So I think most of us don't really know how to talk about how we feel very well, um, and we I, we definitely have feelings, but I think maybe they're just a little bit more. I don't know, just kind of clumped together into like two categories, maybe mad and not mad, you know. And uh, sometimes unpacking that is is hard enough to do in your own mind, but then if somebody else is asking you to explain it by asking you what's wrong. Um, it, it not only, I guess, asks you to do something that you don't feel like doing, but it also puts you in a position where you're feeling stupid. I don't even know how to articulate it, right? And if I say I'm okay, maybe I'm really saying um, I don't want to talk about it, right? Um, or I don't know how. And if you persist, like it's just pushing me to a place where I'm already feeling, I'm already feeling overwhelmed or dumb. And then asking me to talk about something that I can't articulate puts me in a position where I can't I can't feel good about myself right so I think uh think about a lot of the the positions we're in where we do talk about things that we know about that's usually where we gravitate right I go to talk to other guys that have something in common with me because I know what to talk about and I know how to talk about that I'm knowledgeable so oftentimes this feelings area is kind of like a a foreign land and I think sometimes what we don't realize is some of the feelings that we have are a result of us feeling shame or inadequacy. And then not being able to talk about it creates more shame and inadequacy. And then it just cycles back on itself. So one of the topics we'll get to in a second here, oftentimes we just want to get away from it all and just be in our own heads. Because um, it's hard enough to deal with that piece of it alone. 
Yeah, I think actually you brought up the shame and inadequacy, and that's one of the things we have that that I've thought about too. Is so many men I've talked to, and actually women as well, actually have this feeling of inadequacy of I'm not good enough. I have to earn a certain amount of money to be proved that I'm good enough, or have a certain job title to prove I'm good enough, or whatever it is that I think. That inadequacy, I think, plays out in a lot of areas, and the shame piece that you're describing. And actually, as you were talking, this is something we'll get into when we actually get into this podcast. But the idea of um, that. You know, when someone says, well, what's going on? What's wrong? And you don't know how to articulate it. And then there can become a pressure from like your partner, or your spouse to say, well, what is it? And then suddenly you can't feel the feeling as much anymore because now there's a pressure and an anxiety of like, well, I got to answer now. And so suddenly it's like, I don't know. I feel 18 things all of a sudden. And so it does not matter you for asking me and putting yeah. me in this position. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest one to identify is always anger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually what we'll show because it's the safest one. Right. So, um, but those are those are a couple other things, and that's like I said, we'll get into the inadequacy thing as well as its own thing. Because at least for me, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. My wife is always like, "Rob, why do you care so much? That's why I can't get on social media." As soon as I get on, I'm like, "Everyone else's life is better than mine. Why do I suck as a provider?" Mm-hmm. She has to convince me that I'm doing things that are good. <laughs> I'm still worth something, right, babe? See, babe, a lot apparently. Mike, um, you have the you have the next one. We talked you talked about power dynamic. Was, can you want to explain that more? And just, we have some thoughts on that. Well. I, there's an interesting, I mean, it goes back to what Rob was saying before about the relationship between a man and, and a woman and sex is I think the easiest place to, to kind of exemplify it. Um, if one partner decides they don't want sex, then th- there's no sex. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just the way it is. If, you know, if, if one partner says, hey, let's go out on Friday night, um, and the other partner's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to then at that point they're the one holding the power and yeah. it's not that they seek it it's not that they look for it it's just kind of there but it's always there in one form or another um and it's just an interesting idea of what do you what do you do with it how do you address it how do you how do you balance it yeah yeah that's matt you brought up that uh, principle of least interest mm-hmm. yeah it, i think Whoever has the least interest holds the most power, basically, is the principle, right? So, um, yeah, sometimes I think when you're on the when you're on the side of most interest, um, you might be seeking feedback and asking, "How can I help you feel better so that we can go on a date, have sex, whatever?" Right? Um, and then you just get stuck in this cycle of like, kind of giving whatever it is that's being asked for with an expectation. And then oftentimes that expectation doesn't come true because it's sensed that you're doing it just for that thing to happen, right? And then and then you end up in like an even more powerless situation, right? So um, like you said, I don't think people seek that out um, sometimes, right? But I don't think that's I don't think that's the more no, common, yeah. right? But um, but yeah, there's always somebody who's less interested in something, and it does create kind of a a power struggle that um, oftentimes is really hard to break out of. And um, and we probably talk about it as men as though it doesn't bother us or um, or we talk about like, you know, I know I know what to do in that situation or just kind of complete. I give up. Right. I'm going to just stop trying. I'm going to I'm going to be the one with the least interest about everything. Right. I can say I think sometimes it's it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's just it's it's I'm going to protect myself by saying, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Well, and you, you get a lot of men, too, and they they don't know how to talk about this sort of stuff with each other. And this is another topic, too. But 
So they get together and it turns into complaining about women. Like I get men in my office, but you know, but women, you're, you're just like that. And I think, no, women are not like that. You, you know, you're in a, it's a dynamic that you're in that is not just a women like to be, be in control of sex or, you know, it's a, it is a dynamic between the two of you that I realized at one point with my wife, I told her, I said, sometimes I feel like you're my mom. She's like, yeah, me too. And I was like, well then stop doing it. <laughs> and I said, I don't like it. She's like, me neither. And I was like, what? And then it occurred to me like, oh. Sometimes she's taking control because I relinquished it. Like someone had to make a decision. I was like, I don't want to make it because if I make it, you'll be pissed at me mm-hmm. if, it's, if you don't like my decision, which is another topic that for me, this branches into of like, I've had lots of clients where this maybe is a weird way to say it, but the, the husband is afraid of the wife, not like afraid she's going to chuck him through a window or like a power thing, but it just the idea that, man, if, if I upset her, she can make my life miserable. And so they start to treat her with kid's glove or ignore her. or And so I think that's something that I, I try to address a lot with couples that I work with. Um, but a lot with men to say, hey, it's okay to be who you are. And you don't have to cram it down somebody's throat. You can be who you are and still be okay with it. And she, if she doesn't like it or, you know, if your partner doesn't like it, you can figure out how you talk about this and how do you open that up in a different way. But So that's something that I, w- I want to dig into as well. But then just one more to kind of give a teaser. Um Matt, you, you mentioned the escapism. Well, this one I kind of got into, but so the escapism idea. Yeah, that is. So my wife, I'll just throw Uh-oh. this out here as like Uh-oh. a little, <laughs> a little example. Uh, my wife just bought me for my birthday three sessions in a sensory deprivation tank. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's you can do kind of different variations of it, but it's basically like ten inches of water. In a diaper. Super salty water, so you float. Um, no diapers. No pool diapers. Uh, I don't know what happens when you You can do it naked. <laughs> I guess it's like, you know, it's kind of, they don't really clean it out, but apparently the salt is... It doesn't, well, it doesn't seem like you'd want diapers on your... <laughs> well, like, what if you're I'm sore? torn because I'm like, yeah, do I want to be laying in who knows what? Or also have the right? sensation of like... Yeah, I'm only it. protecting like... A, yeah. Like ten percent of my body, right? But is it really protected? Yeah, it's still so fifteen percent for some of us. <laughs> but it uh, basically just gives you the, and it's pitch black too, right? So it just gives you the sense of literal deprivation of all your senses, and you. I'm excited to see what happens. But the reason that I'm, the reason that I wanted that is because uh, you know I think a lot of us feel pressure for all sorts of different reasons right but um but it's hard to mentally and emotionally escape all of that and uh, there's tons of ways to escape that right and some more effective than others but less healthy than others right i mean there's all sorts of uh ways to escape through addiction or through um you know violence or other things right that kind of get you out of that state but um and some of us i think you know have have that feeling at those times, but I'm looking for ways to kind of get away from that pressure, um, and and have it be a normal thing. I think that's the thing that that uh, is hard sometimes. Is like when we need to step away. Sometimes that gets read as like selfishness or non-caring towards the relationship or, um, or weakness or weakness. Um, I know for me, a lot of times it was like. You know, my wife would say, hey, you need to go take a break. It's, it's okay, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, but then if I do that, I'm not spending time with you guys, which is already limited, and I'm screwing you over, and, and I'm just doing what up there, you know? And like, 
Um, so it's hard to escape the pressure sometimes, but I think just being able to get away from things and, and have the feeling that like nobody needs anything from me right now. Um, and I can just be right. So, um, I know for a lot of us guys that are, you know, doing high pressure jobs or, um, have a lot of family stress or any number of stressors, right. It's hard to escape that fully. Um, without just kind of zoning out into like non-productive things. So, um, but I just, I think it's important to talk about that as a normal thing. Like everybody needs that, that space. It's not weakness. It's not selfishness. It's not any of those things. Um, if it's done right, it can be right. It can be selfish and it can be destructive and it can hurt those around you. But I think there's, there's a balance, but again, it's probably because we can't even freaking talk about it. So if I can't talk about something, you know, a normal need that I have, then I'm probably going to go about it in, in unhealthy ways. And, um, that's my only option, but it's a normal thing. Yeah. And that's, that's actually just to kind of summarize this and said, one of the things that at least I hope we do with the man space podcast is, is to, to at least help normalize some things. We know for a lot of people, um, you know, as therapists, we know some people don't like therapy. We get men in our office periodically and women, but men in our office who will come in and be like, eh, this isn't for me. Uh, you know, like I do real work, you know, let's say it was clearly commenting that we don't. And I think well, sometimes I feel that way when I'm napping in session, but, um, but I think actually one of the things that we hope to do is can we help normalize that actually most of us as, as men, humans really, but most of us as men, most men I meet are trying hard to improve themselves, to make their relationship better, to be better. And one of the things that I want to do is say, hey, you're doing a good job. Like you're, And to normalize the efforts that we make to say, and normalize the things that we do that are that we feel bad about to say, actually, most of us do that, or most of us think that, because it does create a feeling of, okay, good, I'm not a weirdo, or there's not something wrong with me, which for, for men, right, there's at least that feeling sometimes for many of us, if not all of us, that it says you cannot show weakness. So being able to say, yeah, it's okay. We all have weaknesses. And to be able to talk about somebody makes it feel like, okay, it's not a big deal so that I can keep moving and keep trying to improve like the way I was. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll be posting these regularly and having different topics and conversations. Sometimes it'd be a little more formal, sometimes less formal as we just kind of have conversations with each other. We hope to do interviews with some of our colleagues who are um, experts in the field. And, um, and then also be able to even to do podcasts or um, blog posts or videos based on comments and things that we get back from um, listeners and users and people that we call <laughs> listeners. Dozens of fans all over the world. Well, and one, yeah, one thing that we talked about at the beginning was um, there are a lot of good podcasts about topics like this, right? But... Um, and I think probably for marketing reasons or um, or just, you know, finding their audience, they're a little bit more specific, like, you know, how to be a real man or um, how to be a successful man or how to be whatever, right? So none of those are bad things. Um, but I think our vision is a little bit more about uh, kind of the stories of all men um, because as much as we, we probably put ourselves into different categories, um, there's a huge variation, right? So, um, so yes, we're going to be talking with people that have similar backgrounds to us and study this or do therapy, but also lots of conversations, hopefully with, with everyday dudes, right? Yeah. That, um, 
I'd really like, we're kind of looking at this as something that we were interested in doing and, and learning more about ourselves and learning more about uh, the men we work with um, so that we can be healthier um, and basically just sharing that, that conversation as we go through it. So um, really, I think we're going to be like exploring topics and learning things right alongside the listeners because uh, when it, I've, I've got, we've gotten so many questions about like, hey, what is this thing? And we're like, I don't know yet, man. We're still talking about it. And, um, and it's kind of weird to say that because I think I feel a pressure to have an answer and have like a, um, yeah. you know, really well-defined uh, topic that we're covering. Business plan. Yeah. Right, which is awesome. But I, I think what we felt is like we, as we got into it, we're like, oh, yeah, like we, this is we're learning own, a lot about ourselves. Yeah, it's our own process. And if you can kind of, if you're a listener that's taking that in kind of, uh, you know, secondhand and maybe just listening to somebody else talk about these things first um, and you identify with some of those things, then you're already part of that conversation, right? Um, and some of us, because of work schedules and family obligations and all sorts of other factors, we, we really don't hang out with anybody. Right. Um, and so we don't have anybody to really have conversations, uh, like this with. And, um, so we can be your buddies. So subscribe or follow or whatever it is people do on whatever podcast platforms that exist. And then you can also check out our website, which is the dash, sorry, the dash manspace.com. And you can see, um, Matt's full head of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without the man space, without the dash was nine hundred dollars. That domain, so we and we're cheap. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't want to do that, but someday, someday, we'll someday we'll claim that because I don't think anybody else will. Matt's head of hair will pay for it. Gorgeous. True. His, I'll donate it. His modeling career. <laughs> uh, and so, follow us and subscribe. The man space. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>